Happy Monday, Locked on Wildcats listeners. I'm Mike Luke, co-host of the pre- and the post-game show on Wildcats Radio 1290. As always, this show is brought to you by Built Bar, along with a Blue Chew. I'm joined by John Brogan today, and let's get down to it. Everybody and everybody they know is talking about Arizona basketball and the notice of allegations that has been uh, released by the university per court order. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we know, what this means going forward. But we're going to be joined this entire show today by Mr. John Brogan, and Brogan will be back with us tomorrow. We're going to ta- hopefully talk a little bit of U of A football unless there's a huge news dump. But unless you've been living under a rock, you know that the notice of allegations by the NCAA are out And a lot of the stuff we knew, some of the stuff we might have forgotten about, but the first and foremost, we knew about Book Richardson and pocketing money for players. I had forgotten that it was alleged by Book that Arizona paid $40,000 to get Raleigh Alkins transcripts into the U of A. Also, there was some stuff with Mark Phelps that I had remembered, but I had also forgotten about. But at the same time, You've got a bunch of different coaching issues in play right here. And while they're not good, I don't know that a lot of it is new, but it does kind of lead to certainly that lack of institutional control there, Brogan. Yeah. I think when you look at the allegations, the lack of institutional control and the part of blame that they put on Sean Miller because he's ultimately responsible for his coaches, I think is totally fair when you think about everything that's went down, um, you know, there's Mark Phelps' name was mentioned three or four times in this NOA, which I think is a little bit of a surprise. I think people knew, you know, he obviously got fired over the Sharif O'Neal incident, but I don't think people knew to the extent, you know, he was kind of involved, at least per the NCAA in the past. Um, and then from a book standpoint, the thing that's interesting about the book standpoint is the NCAA is basically taking his word with Christian Dawkins on an FBI wiretap that he did what he said he did and that they the NCAA is basically saying, you said it, thus it must be true, and they stuck re- Arizona with it. Yes, and, where, and we're going to talk about that a lot in the coming segment, but what really struck me about that as being odd there, Brogan, was that Arizona— and the Arizona has already been investigated by the FBI. Raleigh Alkins, in all fairness, when he was at the U of A, I heard that, and I'm sure a lot of people heard, you obviously know a lot more about this insider inst- information than I do, but he was driving around a Porsche. He was, you know, Christian Dawkins was on campus. He was Raleigh Alkins' guy. So there were a lot of questions about exactly what happened there, but... I also got to take a little all of that with a grain of salt to a certain extent, though, because the FBI actually investigated that one and they came back with essentially nothing. And the NCAA obviously didn't find anything as well because they cleared Raleigh Hawkins to play. Yeah. And, and there's a couple key distinctions here. The, the FBI's argument was a weird one. And their whole case was based off of the fact that these schools were victims of these outside forces that were trying to use these institutions and their players for their own personal gain. And so, you know, that doesn't pass the sniff test that these schools were victims in any way, shape, or form, right? They're 
multi-million dollar industries funneling up to a bigger billion dollar industry that's the NCAA. So that's laughable. Um, but the NCAA, luckily or unluckily, doesn't have to abide by the same rules that the FBI does because there's no court. There's no legal system. They can essentially say, book said you did this, thus we're going to stick you with it. What's going to be interesting, I think, with the Raleigh situation is when the IARP rules down their decision, are they going to make Arizona forfeit all the games he played in? And that's when you'll know the impact that Raleigh had. Because if they if what if what book did is true, Raleigh's ineligible, Arizona has to forfeit every single game he played in. Yeah, where I find this fascinating, though, is that, again, the, the NCAA and the FBI did investigate Alkins to that extent. And just because Book Richardson is saying something, as we found out, doesn't mean it's true. Now, a lot of what Book said, I'm assuming was true, because <laughs> anybody that was on the ground here in Tucson— and this is the one thing that I can never really absolve Sean Miller from guilt for, is that you knew the book was a ticking time bomb. People just knew. There yeah. was no doubt. Yeah, there was a lot of smoke with book. Um, and if you if you knew, then you really knew, right? Mm -hmm. um, what I will say, though, is... Oh, what are you trying to say? So, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Insider. What I will say is that with book, you know, the way this played out is that book was taking the money and putting it in his pocket. Now, was he using his own money to recruit players and things like that? Who knows? But the fact that Book was taking this $20,000 that he took from the FBI and put in his pocket definitely opens up the possibility of, I'll say anything for you guys to give me money because I'm just going to put it in my pocket. This situation might not be as bad for Sean Miller as uh, some of us might have otherwise thought. And we were, we're going to talk about that at, at length coming up here. What I did come away from this, though, thinking was a couple things, and the listeners out there are probably going to say, yeah, no dub, Mike, but Book Richardson, obviously, as a coach at any level, is pretty much done. You know, he's fallen on some hard times and, you know, obviously wish him nothing but the best. But I also came away, though, thinking as well that there's a reason that Mark Phelps was let go in the manner that he was. Now, when you look at how Mark Phelps, you have the Keanu Pinder you have the Keanu Pinder deal and you have Mark Phelps saying that, um, you know, delete these text messages, this and that. You've got the Sharif. Ab uh, the, I almost said Sharif Abdurrahim. <laughs> <laughs> you've got this. Now, he might have been worth doing that for. Right. Right. But you've got the Sharif O'Neal stuff as well. I think with Mark Phelps, none of this is super serious, but I also think that it's death by a thousand cuts and that at some point it's just not worth having you around anymore. Yeah. And and. I actually don't think Mark Phelps did much of anything regarding Sharif O'Neal. Most of the smoke behind that came from Sharif's mom. He was instantly cleared into, admitted into UCLA. He was admitted into LSU following that, which, you know, I guess you could argue about right, that. Right. But but I think Arizona made a move on on Phelps because it had a sense of all the other stuff that was happening behind the scenes. And so it was easy for them to make the move when they did knowing that there was other stuff that potentially could come out one day. Mm -hmm. um, the Phelps stuff surprises you in the fact that you didn't really know it was there. But Phelps got stung and Arizona got burnt because the NCAA is basically saying that he lied to them and didn't cooperate and didn't help, asking kids to delete text messages, trying to cover your tracks and hide. Clearly, 
through the NOA, the NCAA doesn't like that. There's some more stuff that came out in this uh, investigation or this notice of allegations. Again, this isn't a final rendering, but this is a this is what the NCAA is saying that they have on Arizona. We're going to talk about what this means and another person that name was mentioned that I think a lot of people might have found a little bit interesting. If you wanted to actually bet on a possible next coach at Arizona, though, the place that you might want to go is to betonline.ag. Now, granted, nobody knows who's going to be coming and going when it comes to coaches, but at betonline.ag, if you want to put in that bet, they're going to have a really good idea of, let's be honest, who that next person might be at any said institution that you're looking at. And that's what makes betonline.ag so unique is that you can get all of your betting information, but you can also get it in a very specific manner. It's not just looking at the lines and saying, oh, I like Oregon minus uh, seven tonight, which you should, by the way. But, or five, five and a half. Now. Five and a half, exactly. But uh, those are the kind of things that you can find on betonline.ag, and that's why it makes betonline.ag the best betting book on the site. As always, we thank you for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm Mike Luke, joined by John Brogan. Brogan will be with us tomorrow as well. We're going to be talking a little bit of U of A football. We've been remiss in kind of keeping you up to date, but when you got so many things going on with U of A basketball, that's kind of where our uh, priority is going to be here. And as pretty much everyone knows, and if you don't know, you figure it out really quickly, Arizona basketball is what makes Tucson rock and roll. Getting back to the notice of allegations, I did think it was funny, though, that or interesting that uh, the uh, administration was named the administration was cited for having a uh, lack of institutional control and uh, that was one um, uh, for dr uh, dr robbins president of the u of a a lot of uh, rumors were going around that saying you know is the reason that arizona didn't want this out there is because robbins was mentioned i don't know that to be the case but if you're sean miller this report actually isn't terrible for you, and we will be getting to that. But I did find it very interesting that a president who has been very, very hands-on was named in this report right here. And I think that that's something that Arizona, at some level, is going to have to answer for, there for, John. Yeah, and, and when you think about the, the NOA, you get a lack of institutional control. That's always going to come back to the president of the school, right? They're responsible for everything. You see this time and time again throughout college athletics when there's a major scandal at a school, the president is always involved, the AD's involved for responsibility type sake. But where this one took a slight left turn is there was a specific note in there about how Arizona conducted an investigation um, with one of their coaches Rhymes with look. Mm -hmm. um, without <laughs> that's a shout out right there. <laughs> without um, attorneys present, mm -hmm. without things like that, which so, is just all time. Come on. Here's what that feels like. Let's get our story straight before everybody shows up and wants to know about what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Or is there anything else we need to know so that we can start spinning and things like that? And there isn't really any way that looks good for Arizona. It only looks bad, and that ties back to directly to President Robbins, whereas the lack of institutional control, we know that does. That ties back to the president all the time. This one, though, is specifically pointed at him, which is definitely opens up 
the conspiracy theories around no wonder Arizona kept the NOA hidden is because it pointed at somebody else besides just the basketball and, program and, or, or athletics. And this is a president that, you know, is kind of become a lightning rod in the city, whether what whatever you think, good or bad. He is very, very involved in the comings and goings of the athletic department. And that's just a I think it's difficult to look at that and not come up with some kind of explanation but at the same time i don't know that there is an explanation that you can come out with this is where our guy bruce pasco does a really really good job and it'll be interesting to see if he's able to do some work you know with the arizona daily star on getting a comment there but that was something that caught my attention immediately because when you look at these other reports that was the one you know whether it these other uh, note these other notices you don't see anything that rises to the level of where like you said it kind of feels like the president is saying, let's make sure that we got our stories straight here. Again, yeah. we don't know that that happened, but it certainly was, it certainly raised some eyes, and there's a lot of people out there asking about that. Well, and here's how it reads, right? The institution's outside counsel and head of compliance at the direction of the president conducted an unrecorded interview with Richardson without first notifying or involving the enforcement staff. And so there's only, it's, it's pointing directly at Robbins, the president. Um, he ordered it. And... There's no there's no reason for you to not have, you know, compliance involved in your enforcement staff involved unless it's let's figure out what's going on so that we can start the game plan. Mm -hmm. Now. You're at this stage right now where everybody's kind of panicking, saying what exactly is going on right now with the U of A coaching search? How does this NOA really impact what's going on? <sighs> I came away from this thinking this again there, and we're going to hit on this a lot more in the next segment and what this means for Sean Miller, but I think that we pretty much knew a lot was in here. What we still don't have any clue on is what exactly is going to be the next step here, because I would imagine that the U of A is going to fight this. You know, I don't know that they're going to fight it to the extent of Kansas, where, you know, you basically got an entire team of lawyers that are out there putting out public notes and whatnot but this does feel like this is something that arizona is going to fight and i think it's hard to say how exactly that impacts what next season is going to look like for the u of a why don't we talk about that and we're going to talk a little bit about what this means for sean miller if you watch the u of a this past year though you do know that one of the things about them is that they were really tough down low and they had the look of people that were consuming built bars the great thing about Built Bar is that, and I've been trying them now for quite a while, is that you get gains and you get gains very, very quickly. And on top of that, it's not a chore to eat. And that's a great thing about it. Kind of like with how betonline.ag is unique in that you can actually place unique betting aspects. Built Bar is unique in that it is a protein bar that tastes good. And we've all been down the road where we've had protein bars that don't taste good. Don't fall into that trap. Listening to Locked On Wildcats, I'm Mike Luke with John Brogan talking about Arizona and what this notice of allegation means for the basketball program going forward. And one thing, John, that I looked at and noticed almost immediately was that there's no show cause for Sean Miller in this which means a couple things. First of all, if another school wants to hire him, they can pretty much hire him and nothing's going to nothing's going to occur. They're not going to have to wait a year. You're not going to have anything tacked on. 
you will be able to hire Sean Miller and you'll be able to hire Sean Miller and have him coach there pretty much immediately. Second of all, anytime there's not a show cause, that means that the NCAA wasn't really able to trace back a ton of stuff directly to that head coach. And if you're Miller, you've got to be actually fairly enthused by about by this report that came out. Now, granted, it makes it look like you were running a program that you had no idea what was going on under you, if you believe that. But at the same time, this also shows that they couldn't pin anything directly on Sean Miller. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you're a head coach at a major university and you're trying to compete in today's basketball, there's a lot of things you don't know that go on. Whether you know or not, that's a different question, but there's a lot of things that you're going to have plausible deniability on. And I think that's what you you saw here with the NOA. And if you're Sean Miller, this is best case. I don't think it could have came out any better for him because, to your point, no show cause. He can go coach right away if Arizona decides to move on. Um, it makes it easier for Arizona to extend him, knowing that there's no show cause. Um, and really, you know, what they busted him for is you knew that two of your assistants were doing some things. You knew there were eligibility concerns with Raleigh Alkins, and you didn't ask enough questions about it. You just trusted them to do the right thing or the not or the wrong thing, and you probably should have known more than what you did. Thus, we're going to hit you with the head coach's responsibility, um, which you know I don't think anybody out there would deny the fact that Sean Miller's responsible for what his assistants do. Mm-hmm. You could debate how much he knew. Um, you know, he tends to be on the more controlling side of things. So I think common sense says he probably knew more than what the NCAA could prove. But the best ones know a lot, but you can't prove it, right? That's how you that's how you function in today's college basketball, especially when it comes to recruiting. So for Sean Miller, I think this is best case scenario with everything that's going on. And what what I find fascinating about kind of the uneven terrain that we're on right now with Arizona basketball is if you are going to sit this one through like this administration has, get through all the bad times, it's kind of weird if you would just let him go this offseason after you've already basically weathered this storm. I would be fairly surprised if Arizona got a second postseason ban just because there really isn't a ton of precedent for that. So let's just go under the assumption that you get some scholarship reductions, you know, you can't recruit as much, whatever the case may be you got a roster coming back next year that's pretty good. So I've always felt that if you were going to make this move to get rid of Miller, you probably should have done it a lot earlier. Now, I get I get the entire aspect about, you know, you, you, want to worry, you don't want to worry about the um, buyout. That's lower. I get all that. But at the same time, I mean, you've ridden this horse this far. It would seem kind of weird to get rid of it now, right when you kind of see that things might be starting to look up a little bit, as weird as that is to say. Yeah, let's let's look at what the facts are today. Arizona's known what's been in this NOA for one and a half years now. Whenever they received it from from the NCAA, it was over a year ago. So they've they've known exactly what's in this. They've known what they 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 know what they thought the damage would be if ever ever were released. They know all of those things. They've publicly taken multiple stances to back Sean Miller over the last three years. Mm -hmm. If you get rid of Sean Miller today, and presumably you get rid of all the assistant coaches, maybe not Jason Terry, Mm -hmm. but you get rid of Jack Murphy. He's the important one. Akinjo's gone. To Bellis and Kerr, 
probably gone. Because they can go anywhere they want. Anywhere they want. COVID opened up the transfer mm-hmm. market to where it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jordan Brown, you know, you, when coaches get fired, you never lose everybody. But if you lose Akinjo to Bellis, Matherin decides to go pro because he doesn't want to play for a new coach, Kerr and Tabellis leave, all of a sudden you're looking at recruits decommit. All of a sudden you're looking at four or five normal Division One players, and you've got a you bring in a coach who's going to have to piecemeal his team together. Then you get the IARP notice that comes out. And to me, if you get rid of Sean Miller, I feel like it's a three to five year rebuild. And you've got to really be willing to commit to two or three stinker seasons in a row. And then you've got to hope that the guy that you hire, plus the brand of Arizona basketball, plus Oregon, UCLA, the and Gonzaga getting stronger on the West Coast, you've got to hope that you can then go recruit right away and build the program back up. So the risky move in my mind is to fire Sean Miller. I think it's also the least likely because you've known everything. Now, what I will say is the administration has known, has been known to go left at the last second when everybody thinks they're going right. So anything's up uh, kind of on the table at this point, but to me, common sense points at extending Miller for two or three years, let them dig them out of the hole and get them in a better spot than they are today. And then make your decision with better facts, better footing, and then you your your ceiling for who you can hire goes higher, assuming they they're a top twenty team next year and, and beyond. As always, at Locked On Wildcats, we're going to keep you up to date on everything. And if anything breaks in the meantime, we will obviously be out here letting you know what to look for. As always, thanks for tuning in. We will be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.